How would you like to speak to thousands of people in your pajamas without leaving your bedroom? Here's the thing. You need to be getting on podcasts yesterday. Why? Because podcasters are hot. Over 73 million Americans listen to podcasts and that number is growing every month. That's insane. Here's the problem. There are currently over half a million podcasts and finding the right ones is like finding a needle in a haystack. Podcast booking agencies charge thousands of dollars to book you on shows and they usually just spam podcasters like me. Hosts like myself get pitched all the time and we don't have time to research every potential guest. In fact, I turned down 95% of pitches. And this is why I created Podbooker. Podbooker.com is the first platform where guests can easily pitch hosts and hosts can find great guests. It's like a podcast dating site. Use our simple search algorithm to find the perfect hosts in seconds. Increase your acceptance rates with our bio templates, video pitches, and powerful profile pages. Easily communicate and follow up with hosts with a few clicks. Keep a record of all the podcasts you've been featured on. Learn how to become a rock star guest with our Academy tutorials featuring award-winning podcast hosts and much, much more. So what are you waiting for? Head over to podbooker.com. Warning, this is not your average podcast. We don't do I'm average around here. Boring doesn't exist. And we don't have patience for small-minded, petty excuses. Maybe I'm just not good enough. We're all about getting real, staying motivated, and taking imperfect action. This is the Daniel Geffen Show. And now, introducing your charmingly unfiltered, overly obsessive, yet refreshingly insightful host, Daniel Geffen. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Geffen. Ah, I just recently bought a an alarm clock. Now, I know you're probably thinking, why would you ever need to buy an alarm clock? I mean... And I was quite surprised they they actually still sell alarm clocks, you know, the traditional ones where, you know, it's a real clock and you put it next to your bed and you can hit the snooze button, right? Why would I need one when I've got my phone? So the reason why is very simple. What I, I noticed that I was getting into a really bad habit where every morning I'd wake up and, of course, my phone would be my alarm. So the first thing I would do is I'd pick up my phone, I'd switch off my alarm, and I start going through all my messages and scrolling through Facebook. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm still in bed an hour later looking through my feed. And so I decided, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm not going to give my life over to social media. And especially the first thing in the morning, you know, I don't want to be controlled. You know, I want to at least, you know, I, I watched something recently. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Tony Robbins. I'm pretty sure it was. But he said that, you know, if you own the first hour of your day, if you can control that first hour, the chances of the rest of your day being controlled by you goes way up compared to if you wake up in the morning and the first hour of your day, you're already being controlled. You're being controlled by your email. You're being controlled by your social feed. You're being controlled by you know, buzzing on your phone or whatever it is. Um, and I really took that to heart because, you know, it makes so much sense. So I got myself a traditional alarm clock, which is great because then it means I don't have to switch on my phone until I really want to switch it on, right? I don't need to, I could, you know, keep it off. And then when I'm ready, after I've done my praying in the morning and I've done my 
you know, produce, you know, eating breakfast and all the things I need to get done, then I could sit down, switch on my phone, and let the buzzing begin, right? And the thing is, is I, I've seen that there's a pattern here with technology. And, you know, I think we have, as a generation, we've become way too dependent on technology, right? And so, because, yes, there's a convenience that technology gives us. So, for example, you know, our phone is an alarm clock, it's a camera, it's a phone, it's a messaging app, it's, you know, a gazillion other things. The problem is, is that because it's so convenient and because it gives us everything we need, essentially it ends up controlling us. And we become the slave. We become a slave to it. And I don't want to be a slave to anything, right? So the alarm clock's just one example. Another example where I've kind of gone rogue, <laughs> I call it going rogue, right? Off the map, off the grid, is I use a notepad in the morning when I get to my office to write down my goals for the day, right? So I write down at least five tasks that I want to get done by the end of the day. I write it down with a pen and paper. I know, believe it or not, they still exist. Pen and paper still exist. You can still go to your local store and buy a pad of paper and a pencil and a pen. <laughs> Thank God. And the reason why I do that is because that way I have it, number one, I have it in front of me, right? I could look down at it, and whenever I get distracted by technology, whenever I get distracted by, you know, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever it is, or I'm in my emails or I'm, you know, going from one tab to the other on my, on my laptop, I could always, you know, kind of suddenly when I come back to reality, look down at my pad and say, okay, these are the things I need to get done. Let's focus. Another reason why I write it down on a piece of paper is psychologically, when you write something down manually, and people don't realize this, but when you write something down manually, it does something where it sticks in your, in your mind more than if you type something out, right? When you write something manually out, it becomes more powerful than when you type it out digitally. The other thing as well is that there's something rewarding about crossing something out as opposed to checking it off online. Right? If you've got a checklist online and you have a digital check mark, it doesn't do as much as when you cross something out. You could try it uh, and studies have been done and show that we get a lot more, we feel better when we cross something out manually than when we you know, check it off digitally. And I think the biggest reason why I use a pad of paper when I'm writing down my tasks is simply the fact that I want to try as much as I can when I don't absolutely have to. I don't want to be plugged in, right? As much as I can be unplugged from my laptop and from my phone, I want to take those opportunities. And, and the reason why is because there's a very scary thing happening that I see. And if you look around you, you'll see it very clearly. All you have to do is be aware. Okay, go to a restaurant and look around at all the couples at the restaurant. And you'll see people literally staring at their phones. It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they're out on a date with their, you know, with their spouse or with their boyfriend or girlfriend or with their friend. And they're literally, both of them are just sitting there looking at their phones, right? Go to a park, okay, and look at, you know, the kids running around and the parent 
is just standing there scrolling through their phone. This is a, a devastation and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Look at the kids. The kids now from as young as six, seven years old have their own phones and look at how they're engaging, right? We're becoming an antisocial community. We're becoming an antisocial generation and it's going to get worse. And so, you know, with my kids, I put a time limit. They're not allowed to be on the phone whenever they want. They can't just, you know, watch movies or shows. There's a time limit, right? They get an hour, you know, and it's timed. And I'm teaching them discipline so that they know that, you know, this is not healthy to be glued to your phone or your laptop it's, it's, or your iPad. It's unhealthy. And so I'm trying to train myself as well not to be addicted to the phone, right? So when I go out with my wife, I do certain habits where I'll switch off my phone and I'll put it away, right? Because the thing is, is that and people say, oh, I'm putting my phone on silent or I'm putting my phone on vibrate. That doesn't count. First of all, because if you put your phone on vibrate, you hear it, right? You hear it, you see it shaking away, and automatically, if you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody and your phone vibrates, right, what's your initial reaction? Your initial reaction is to grab the phone. Now, you may not grab the phone, right, out of respect for the other person, but the truth is, is your mind isn't there. Like, it's 100%. It's not there. And... You're distracted and you're in the middle of having a conversation with somebody and you're thinking about, oh, who messaged me just now, right? I don't want to be the father that when I take my kids to the park, you know, I'm addicted to my phone, I'm glued, I have to check every message coming in and I don't want to be that father. I don't want to be that husband that when I go out with my wife, you know, my head isn't 100% with her. My, my, I'm not consciously there with her because I'm constantly thinking about what's going on on my phone, right? I don't want to be that person. So, I'm specifically creating habits, and it's little habits that are just gaining back control. Gaining back control over technology, making sure that when I wake up in the morning, I don't touch my phone for the first hour, so I get myself an alarm clock. I just don't have the phone on. For the first hour of the day, it's off, okay? The end of the day, when I go to bed, I try to switch it off an hour before I go to bed. That way, I'm not falling asleep on the phone, right? How many people listening to this, how many of you fall asleep to your phone? Right, think about it. So that means that the minute you wake up, you're waking up to your phone. And the minute you go to sleep, you're falling asleep on your phone. It's crazy. I don't want to become a slave to technology. It's simple as that. So, you know, there are ways around it. Like I said, for me, the small little habits of buying a regular alarm clock so that in the morning I'm not on the phone, making sure that an hour before I go to sleep I switch off the phone. When I go out with a friend or my wife or I'm with my kids, I switch it off. Nothing's going to happen. Here's the thing. We have this fear. There's this fear. It's called FOMO, fear of missing out. Like We all think that we're the President of the United States. Right? We all think that, oh my goodness, if I switch my phone off for an hour, you know, the world is going to collapse. Here's a little news flash for you. Nothing's going to happen. Right? Nothing's going to happen if you switch off your phone for an hour. Right? Unless your wife is pregnant. Uh, and my, my wife happens to be pregnant. So if I am out, if I'm in a meeting, my phone is on and it is on vibrate. But if your wife isn't pregnant, okay, 
there's not going to be an emergency, then there's no reason why you shouldn't have your phone off, right? There's no reason why you shouldn't have your phone off. And once we get into those habits of having that control in the morning, having that control in the evening, in the, at night, having that control when we're with our loved ones or with friends, we're in a meeting, then technology will not take over our lives. And if we create these little habits, we gain back control and we become the master and not the slave. Have an incredible day and I'll speak to you tomorrow. You just heard another imperfectly perfect, powerful piece of positivity, practical perceptions from your daringly dashing host, Daniel Geffen. Don't foolishly miss out on other epic episodes. Uh Uh-oh. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go on, give it a smash, then get on with your day. And don't forget to make it epic.